Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with today's conversation about resilience. But first, if you're interested in creating a better life, having a better career, please visit kintsugipodcast.com and grab your free workbook on how to have a better life. In it, you'll discover tips and routines so you can find the energy for the things and the people who matter most so you can create a better tomorrow and create the life and career you desire. Back in my corporate days before big holidays, like the one we just celebrated here in the States, Memorial Day, I would send a voicemail out to my team. I'm not sure if people still send voicemails out to their team. And I had a team of about a thousand. That was the best way to communicate with them. And I would try to encourage them to grab a PBR, the type that we talked about on the Kintsugi podcast. Our kind, the pause, breathe, and reflect kind. Of course, I wanted them to have fun with their family and friends, but I also wanted them to take stock in their lives, to get off their hamster wheel for a bit and just be for a moment or two and connect with their breath which sounds nice, doesn't it? Now, during these long weekends, I think it's important to take stock in our lives, but it's something, at least connecting with our breath, grabbing a few PBRs, is something we probably need to do every day, especially in this moment in time. Well, six years ago, this past weekend, Memorial Day here in the States, I needed to take my own advice. I was in Happy Valley, PA, for an end-of-the-season volleyball tournament for my oldest daughter. Now, if you don't know much about Pennsylvania, Happy Valley is in the middle of nowhere. It's the home of Penn State University. And the volleyball tournament was a huge affair. A lot going on. A lot of excitement. But still, I needed to grab a PBR or two because I was about to send in my resignation letter to the company I had called home for 18 years. They shaped me as a leader. I was at this company when I had my last bad day accident and they treated me so well. So it was tough to leave. But I knew, I just knew, my bones and every being, every cell of my being, it was time to pursue my purpose, the reason why I survived my accident. And by leaving, I was leaving behind the familiar for something new and uncertain. I was leaving behind the cozy. And I was both excited and anxious and worried and hopeful. And although this moment with Corona and that moment are like apples and oranges, emotionally, they feel similar. And as I mentioned, I needed to grab a PBR or two. And when I left my corporate role as an executive to start my own firm, to start my entrepreneurial journey, I knew the data. I knew most companies fail. I also knew that most coaches struggle. But even with this data, I was still excited, although I was stressed. I didn't know how to begin, so I just started. But I forgot a very important step. In the beginning, I really struggled with my identity because I didn't take that step. Who was I? as a coach? What value did I provide? I knew who I was as an executive leader, but initially I thought I had to be like all the popular kids on the internet. I had to do it like they do it. I thought I had to be like them to be successful. And I forgot about me in the process, what made me unique. Now, luckily I've had some really good coaches and mentors in my life. Hopefully you do as well. And one guy, one mentor in my life who is from Jersey because, hey, if you live in Jersey, everyone knows a guy in Jersey. He was like, hey, Mike, because no one says Michael in Jersey. It's like, hey, Mike, all those PBRs you talk about, you need to grab one yourself. You need to get clear on what makes you unique because I was all over the place in the first few months as a coach. 
Because again, I was taking on the personality of others. And I did a lot of comparing my beginning to their middle, which is not good. And I wasn't doing, hey, you do you, Michael, in any form or fashion. So he was like, hey, pause, breathe, reflect on what makes you unique. And then he shared his perspective. He said, Michael, or Mike, very few coaches have your executive experience leading a team of a thousand and being responsible for a big P&L and have a movie worthy inspirational story, which to be honest, made me feel pretty good. And as a guy to boot, a straight white guy, you've been a long diversity and inclusion champion, and you don't need a blue blazer to establish your street cred. He said, you have all that. And he was definitely more direct, more Jersey. He shared all this in a very colorful way, which I won't share because we want to keep these conversations about resilience, family friendly and clean. But I heard him loud and clear, and he helped me get clear on how I could help others, my gift, if you will, to help other people become more resilient, to prevent those bad moments from turning into a bad day, to write a new leadership script because the way we've been doing it hasn't been working well enough. And this is true. Helping people become wealthy on the inside, as wealthy there as they are on the outside. And that conversation, when I definitely thought back to it, as we celebrated the six-year mark of resigning from my executive life and starting my entrepreneurial life, always reminds me of something Hemingway wrote. He wrote, today is the only one day in all the days that will ever be. But what will happen in all other days that will ever come will depend on what you do today. That was that day for me. That day shaped the last six years where I got clear on what I could deliver to other people, how I could help. And the last six years have been awesome sauce, as I would like to say. And often the best feedback I get as a coach, as a speaker, is not, hey, I got promoted or I got a big raise, which frequently happens. But it's when a client tells me their spouse wants to thank me because they're better at home. Now, why do I share this story? Well, I hope that you take moments in your life, weekends, three-day weekends, holidays like Memorial Day, or just this moment in time known as Corona, and they become that day for you, that day that I had when I was talking to my mentor, that day where you hit the pause button and breathe and reflect on what makes you, you, scars, wrinkles, blemishes, and all. It's the day you decide that your thinking is going to shape your environment rather than letting your environment shape your thinking. You can use that day as a day to understand what makes you unique in the eyes of others. What values are you going to want to honor as we go through this moment in time? And after we get through this moment in time, what do you want your better tomorrow to look like? And how you can be more mindful and aware of what's going on so you can be present for more of your movie. So you just have a moment to be. Doesn't that sound nice? You know, there was a time when running was thought like was weird. Jogging was weird. Yoga was like too new age. Now look at them, their lifestyles. And I think we'll say the same thing about mindfulness in years to come. And I'm not saying that you need to meditate for hours each day. Some people do that. I don't think you need to do that. But I would definitely recommend taking steps to bring more mindfulness into your life. So you can know you better. So you can create the life and career that you truly desire. And this is not something that's easy to do. That's why most people don't do it. It might mean that you have to open a can of worms. 
And when I go out to corporations, no one wants to open a can of worms, but it's exactly the thing that we need to open or talk about the elephant in the corner of the room. Because if we don't open that can of worms, I think we're destined to live in a can of worms. And I will say this, living in a can of worms is so much worse than opening the can of worms. It takes emotional labor. There's no doubt about it. But it's the only way to deal with the things that we need to deal with so we can create the lives and careers that we truly desire. So I can't predict the future. I've shared this in past blogs, shared notions of this in past conversations about resilience on the Kintsugi podcast. So I'm not going to predict our future now. All I know is the road going forward is going to be bumpy. There's going to be a few potholes. So it's essential in this moment in time to know who you are, what makes you, you, and the value you bring to others. And the only way we can really figure that out is to get quiet. Because stillness has this beautiful way of providing clarity. So as you go forward, maybe after listening to this, I hope you'll pop open a PBR or two, the pause, breathe, and reflect kind, our kind, and reflect on who you wish to be and what do you wish to create once we get through this moment? Because we are getting through this moment. My only hope is that we can do it together. So thanks again for listening. If you have a question about almost anything, you can go to kintsugipodcast.com, leave your question there, and I will do my best to answer it for you so you can create that better tomorrow that you dream of, that better life, that better career. And when you're there on kintsugipodcast.com, you can check out my leadership academy called the Paceline Leadership Academy. It's the best leadership academy, in my humble opinion, and the members would agree or echo it to help you create a better life and a better career. I built it for all the leaders in the middle of companies who are thirsty for more, but don't rank high enough to get an executive coach. They want to learn and grow. And we talk about some of these very things that we talked about in this conversation about resilience. So I hope you'll check it out if you visit kintsugipodcast.com. 